four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. That's right. Welcome to Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. Joining us... He's the Flynn Rider to her Rapunzel. It's Tanner and Jackie. Hello. Hi there. He's the Aladdin to her Jasmine. It's Eric and Lauren. Hey. What's up? He's the Beast to her beauty, I guess. It's Jake and Jessica. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Hello. And she's the Jane from Tarzan to his experiment 626 for some reason. It's Brock and Abby. <laughs> Hi, everyone. And I'm Brock. If you folks haven't noticed, there's there's a little theme going on today. Love is in the air. We brought our significant others on for our Valentine's Day special. Ooh. Woo-woo. And this is our gift to all of you lovely ladies on this podcast with us. So we don't have to get you anything for Valentine's Day now because you get to be on our show. (laughs) (laughs) Do other people usually get things for Valentine's Day? (laughs) Only if their boyfriend loves them. Hey, we get things. You make us dinner. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today's structure is going to be a little different. I mean, we're going to do pitches and then we're going to talk about something. However, the pitches are going to come from these beautiful women that have joined us today. Uh, they're going to go around and talk about their romantic-themed attractions. Could be anything. Has to be romantically inclined. That's about it. Yep. So, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, I think so. I would like to point out, too, how having guest stars on a podcast can be kind of difficult. And we were like, oh, we're going to have a guest star for the first time. How do we do this? Screw it. Let's just have four at once. (laughs) That's the way we do things here at Main Street Musings. Yeah. And in the middle of a pandemic and everything online. Yeah. We, you know, ambition. We quite literally doubled the amount of people on our podcast. (laughs) So if you thought it was too many cooks in the kitchen before, just you wait for our Valentine's Day episode. Well, speaking of these lovely ladies, as we have been, uh, how about we uh, we talk to them for a minute, since it's mostly been the four of us, uh, figure out what their uh, connection to the Disney parks is. Uh, yeah. So if any of you ladies wants to take it away, just jump right on in there. Also, maybe say your name again. And who you are. And by who you are, we mean in relation to a man. <laughs> yes, thank you. My name is Jackie, or, you know, Tanner's girlfriend, if you'd prefer. And I... Uh, I do prefer the word Tanner's property. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. He purchased you with two mules, fair and square. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it was three, okay? My mistake. I, my history with the Disney parks, I went uh, when I was, uh, once when I was a youngin, maybe 10 or so, but I didn't fully remember it. And once I started dating Tanner, he informed me that, you know, they go pretty frequently. And so I was able to go to Disney World with him and his mom and his sister. And ever since I've been dying and dying to go back, but then, you know, pandemics happen and yeah, yeah, that dream kind of fluttered away for right now but that's why i've been engrossing all of the disney park content that i can so that one day i can go again have you been listening to any disney park podcasts jackie oh yeah you know there is this one but it's a little too masculine for me so i had to find another (laughs) this is the first time the four of us have ever been called masculine (laughs) ever yeah any of the four (laughs) yeah Definitely as a unit. Yeah. Individually, maybe the third time. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. Abby. Hello. So my relationship with the Disney parks has a pretty big gap. Uh, I have family in California. So when I was young, maybe six, seven, eight, uh, I went to Disneyland a couple of times. I do get to hold that over Brock because he has not been to Disneyland, and I have. And a couple of years... It's honestly the biggest issue in our relationship. 
actually eight years now, um, I went to Disney World for the first time. I only got to go to Fantasyland and Animal Kingdom, but Brock has insisted that we will go uh, both to the parks and on a cruise. So there will be more Disney in my future than there has been in my past so far. Damn Skippy. Nice. I like how all of these boyfriends are promising. Yeah, I got nothing, man. money. I'm not going to promise you we're going on a cruise. I just, I to be fair, Eric, part of the promise is that Abby will pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> that has not been discussed. <laughs> it's I think, I think on that note, we need to hear from Lauren next. <laughs> yeah, so I've been to Disney World once. I was like eight years old and at the time I was like wow this is really awesome I went on like you know the it's a small world ride and all that fun stuff and now that I'm an adult I really wish I wasn't too scared to go on the Haunted Mansion I would love to go again as an adult and do all the actual fun stuff (laughs) so I would love to go to Disney I love you know all the movies and all the stuff like that I just haven't uh I haven't been since I was a child so maybe Mm. maybe if if we ever make enough money, we can go. <laughs> and have you been listening to Disney Park Podcast? I sure have. I'm very caught up now. <laughs> yeah, she listened to them all this week. So last night she was listening to it, like, sped up three I was times. listening it on, like, two times speed because I was so behind that I needed to get caught up. So I was, like, frantically like, cramming them all in yesterday. I can't even I imagine how much more annoying my already annoying voices on two and a half times all of speed. You, uh, all of you went up at least an octave. It was really entertaining. <laughs> Notice she's not the one who referred to us as a manly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, what's up? Okay, I'm Jessica. I'm Jake's wife, the only wife in this group. I keep forgetting that, honestly. <laughs> you, All of you were there. <laughs> <laughs> My relationship with Disney is... Um, Pretty slim right now. I went once when I was a kid, and I barely remember it, unfortunately. But we did go on a Disney cruise last February, so that was awesome. And we have one planned for this October, and hopefully we'll get to the parks soon. But with the pandemic, it hasn't been happening. And we're in DVC. We joined that on the cruise. And then the park shut down like three weeks later, <laughs> and we haven't been able to use our DVZ. And I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> you can tell that these are the two that have adult jobs and like a person house. <laughs> a person house? A person house? What the fuck is a person house? <laughs> Actual people live in instead of us who live in like a dog roommates house? and apartments. <laughs> and dog. <laughs> As the oldest, I don't feel emasculated by that at all. We, hey, we have a person house. There's a difference between yeah. physically oldest and mentally oldest, Eric. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Jake's been 85 since his third birthday. <laughs> you are the tallest, though. Thank you for those introductions. That was awesome. I think we're ready to jump into some pitches. Yeah, let's do it. Ladies, are you Ooh. pumped? Are you excited? Heck yeah. Just so ready pumped. Ready to go. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. All right. It's the part where we make a pitch. First up, we have Abigail. I get to go first? Yeah. Wish I was more prepared. <laughs> All right. So my pitch is a Valentine's Day ball. So this comes from a couple different inspirations. Uh, the first being, I don't know how many of you have been to a Renaissance fair, uh, but usually there is an opportunity to attend a king's feast. So you pay a little bit extra. Um, you get a however many course meal. There's dancing. There's music. And this castle that they've built in the middle of the uh, fair. I've never been to one, but I have always wanted to. Um, Another place I got inspiration from would be the Disney Weddings show, uh, where they show those big celebrations, how Disney can really go all out. Disney Plus, send us money. (laughs) (laughs) So that I can take Lauren to Disney World. Disney Plus, send us and our significant others to Disney. Now officially established a goal as to why we deserve money. So my broke 32-year-old ass can take her to Florida. That's right. 
Sorry, Abby, go ahead. <laughs> and really, is there that big of a difference between a ball and a wedding? Um, so you can do the dancing, the food, and like they show in the Disney Wedding Show, there are a couple of different places that you could do it. So the general point of this ball would be that you are attending a big party with some of the most famous Disney couples. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella and Prince Charming, Ariel and Eric, uh, all that fun stuff. And there would be food, there would be dancing, uh, and I feel like this could go a lot of different places. You could do it outside of the castle, inside of the castle, uh, on a cruise ship, at one of the resorts, um, and just kind of a big, fun, fancy Valentine's Day celebration for couples. Nice. Or not couples, I suppose. <laughs> There'll be a singles area. <laughs> yeah. I'd also like to point out that we can tell Abby is a high school teacher because when we all interrupted her, she just waited patiently, <laughs> silently, <laughs> and then immediately went right back into yep. her sentence when we were all quiet. <laughs> yeah, I, yep. I feel personally attacked. Thank you. All right. Well, nicely done. I like that pitch. Very cool. Thank yeah, you. Cool. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, next up, <laughs> Lauren. Okay. Our pitch is for an Aristocats-themed escape room. The idea is that Disney has created a series of different escape rooms of varying intensities, and this one is for couples to spend some relaxed romantic quality time together. You, the participants, are entering the mansion as Duchess and Thomas O'Malley. Madame Adelaide has taken the kittens on a trip around Paris for the day, so you have the opportunity to have a date. All of the puzzles in the escape room will require two people to complete. There could be a digital paint-by-number you can create together, inspired by Toulouse's artwork. I was thinking that the main section of the room is centered around music and creating a song like the jazz cats do in the movie. So there would be different instruments, and you and your partner need to work together to play the right notes and match a tune. And once you complete the song, the two of you will follow like a footprint guide on the floor to dance along to your song. And you will have a chance to snap a picture together in the photo booth and then exit through the kitty door to be reunited with Madam and the Kittens after your romantic date. And that's just like a basic structure. There's lots of room to add different puzzles and activities and all kinds of fun things. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. You pitched the escape room as a relaxing experience for couples. <laughs> We're not at questions, Have you Brock. seen Tanner and Jackie in a high-pressure situation? <laughs> but it's not high-pressure because you're just paying. What if Have you, you seen Tanner be? and Jackie in a situation that should not be high-pressure? <laughs> well, that would be user error. I have, I have my a question, but I'll save it. I'll save my question. Yeah, for the question portion. Thank you. Good thing. Thank you for saving Nicely your done. question for the question portion. Thank you. Escape room out of the box. I know. I'm thinking your boyfriend's been rubbing off on you. Well, wait, hang on, hang on. No, no. <laughs> been, your boyfriend has been influencing you, Lauren. <laughs> My parents listen to this show. Just, God, Jake. It was an no. accident. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next? Jessica. Okay, so our pitch is a Tomorrowland dark ride. So it's going to be based on Wally. I think Wally is the best romance story there actually is for Disney because the whole movie is based on their romantic story and them trying to be together and show their love. So what's going to happen is for loading the ride in the queue line, you're going to be walking through the ruins of Earth and viewing different things of Wally and Eve on Earth meeting and falling in love. And then when you load onto the ride, you're going to board the Axiom and you're going to be loaded onto one of those hover chairs. And since they were made for the big fat people on the Axiom, there's going to be two people can ride in the chair together. And then the ride will take you on a tour of the Axiom. But as you're getting this tour, there's also going to be crazy stuff going on that your your attention is going to be drawn to. Like Wally um, wants to hold Eve's hand and all the romantic stuff that happens when they're on the Axiom trying to get the plant and get it back to Earth. And then the exit is going to be when you get taken back to Earth and you exit the Axiom and you walk back through and... That's it. Nice. That's awesome. I never actually think of Wally as a romantic movie, but when you frame it like that, yeah, it's a great love story. Yeah, we, we just watched it the other day to prepare for this, and we both kind of agreed that Wally is probably the best Disney love story. 
in yeah, my yeah. opinion. I mean, all the others, I mean, have are good and have love elements, but they are also other movies. They're adventure, they're action, they're comedy. Wally has bits and pieces of adventure and action comedy, but overall, it's a love story. Yeah, I mean, if you take out the love story part of it, it's just like the most depressing thing. Ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speak for yourself. All those people get to live on that giant ship, and it's awesome. They get slurpees and hover chairs. <laughs> yeah, you send a cherry dom to move. If you if you want to live on that giant ship in a hover chair, you'll have to ride our ride. Yeah, you have to vote for our ride. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Jessica. Nice. That was awesome. Jackie. All right. So my pitch, or I'm sorry, our pitch. You came up with it together. <laughs> Um, When, you know, when you're feeling in love, you kind of feel like you're flying. So we thought um, a great pitch would be a hot air balloon ride through a lot of our well-known romantic Disney scenes. It would operate similar to a Soarin' or a Flight of Passage. Um, You would go into these little cubes. You'd have your own blocked room. Um, You'd walk out on a bridge into this basket, this giant air balloon, hot air balloon basket, and the bridge would retract back up and cover the door so that the screen became a whole wall behind you and the entire room and the ceiling and the floor are screens and your basket is kind of rocking as you fly over a bunch of romantic Disney scenes, Um, the Rapunzel lanterns, you know, all of the whole new world scenery as they're flying through Egypt um, and a whole host more that we can talk about later on. Um, But you'll feel similar to the flight of passage, you know, the some water, the smells, the wind, all of that hitting you. Um, and it there'll be a melody of all of the different romantic songs kind of blended together with a bit of conflict in the middle, you know, maybe Maleficent drag, Maleficent's dragon kind of flying alongside you and our badass couple, you know, Shang and Mulan can destroy it and get us back on track. So, yeah, that is essentially our pitch. Um got some ideas for the the queue line but it would end with a big ball in front of the cinderella castle with all the couples waving up at you as you land awesome i like it nice very cool nicely done thanks yeah it's like way better than most of ours (laughs) 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 nice it's the part where we do q a I'm going to start off with a question, which is, are we menfolk allowed to ask questions? <laughs> I, I think so. I don't see why not. Yeah, I think anybody's allowed to ask questions, Brock. Great. So I have one for Lauren and Eric. Uh, when you're in this escape room, will you be required to dress in cat suits like Thomas O'Malley? <laughs> in the Dutchess? You know... It's not a requirement, but if you do show up in a fursuit, you get 10 extra minutes. So. Oh, man. I don't think we should be putting people in fursuits in a locked room and giving them more time. <laughs> On Valentine's Day. Ooh, 10 minutes in fur baby heaven. You just don't like fun, Brock. It takes that long to take the fursuits off, okay? That's, they need the extra Eric, they are not taking them off. <laughs> I also have a question for Eric and Lauren. Um, will there be varying levels of intensity that you can choose for your escape room? Say if you wanted to compete against your significant other, would that be allowed? <laughs> There's the Jackie we all know and love. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, you know, the intention was certainly for relaxed, fun, quality time, but if there's a couple who really just wants to kick each other's butts, I don't see why you can't sock Edgar in the face like a whack-a-mole station, you know what I mean? <laughs> And like kick each other's butts and like not the fun Valentine's way. No, and like the and like the Jackie wants to win kind of way. Which is also like potentially the fun Valentine's way, but that's Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you how to have your date, man. <laughs> so I have a question for Tanner and Jackie. Uh, you mentioned so I get a lot of soaring over whatever the fuck we're soaring over nowadays. The world. And uh, out of the world great uh, out of this pitch so i'm just i'm curious you mentioned the maleficent like the antagonistic element to it 
do you think it might work a little more cohesively if we're just going over romance and we don't need to be attacked by a dragon? That's possible, too. Yep. I'm open to that. Okay. I also have a question for Tanner and Jackie. Um, I'm not particularly familiar with Flight of Passage or Soren, uh, but so you mentioned kind of a little bit how the hot air balloon moves. Uh, is it more stationary with kind of a 4D um, movement, or is it actually like flying around this room? Sure. So it, it, it would be suspended um, from the ceiling um, and just kind of hanging there, and the bridge that you would walk to, it would revert back. So it's just kind of hanging in the middle of this r- room encompassed by screens. So you're kind of in a screen bubble with this uh vehicle that would shake and move around a bit not too dramatically but it would like jerk forward if you're moving forward with the wind and such it's constantly moving it's not staying still yeah but you're not moving in physical space i think was (laughs) what you were asking oh yeah it's just in one room yeah okay since we're on the topic of that ride i have a question which is you came up with two really good examples of love scenes that like really work with the hot air balloon idea I'm also thinking of other Disney love scenes, and a lot of the iconic ones are, like, terrestrial. They're, like, on the ground or, like, on a boat or something. Would you want to change that, or how would you want to deal with those? I'm thinking of, like, Kiss the Girl and uh, the ballroom scene from Beauty and the Beast. You know, I think the idea is, you know, all of the scenes would be outdoor scenes. So um, for Beauty and the Beast, we were thinking more of, like, the snowball fight scene. And kind of a fun thing would be if Beast makes a really big snowball and accidentally hits your your, your hot air balloon and it shakes a bit. Oh, I like that. Yeah. (laughs) So it might go a little bit closer to the ground in order for, like, Kiss the Girl type scenes and whatnot. But, yeah. Cool. Nice. I have a question for Brock and Abby. Yes. So you said that there was going to be some princes and princesses uh, at the ball, like heading the ball, right? Yes. So is this going to be they're putting on a show that we are watching? It's like dinner theater, or is it going to be more like the character dining where we're eating and they come around to our tables and like spend time with us? I would say more character dining. Okay. Uh, they're just, we're all at a party together, uh, kind of an immersion experience. I was also thinking a lot of those Disney princesses have some variation of pink and red dresses that they wear, uh, right. Ariel, Belle, and so that could kind of add to the Valentine's Day e romantic experience as well. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then that way, if it's if it's the um, the character meet and greet, it feels like we're all guests at one party that we've all been invited to. Maybe it's we've been right. invited by Mickey and Minnie. Maybe it's that sort of thing. But that way, we can actually interact with the characters. Okay, cool. I have a question for Brock and Abby too. Do you see any sort of like performances going on throughout the course of this ball? I'd love to see maybe some live music. Um, I mean, the first thing that really pops into my head is going back to kind of that kiss the girl, maybe that whole band, as it were. Uh, And I'm sure that if I had more than two seconds to think, I could probably come up with some other musical group (laughs) from Disney movies. Uh But I am blanking right now. So vote for me and we'll all figure it out together. It's Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. I just decided. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) That would be a perfect opportunity to add some sort of music, dance performances that we could all enjoy. And then after those are done, we get control of the dance floor. We get to dance with the music. All the guests get to kind of participate in it as well. Okay, cool. So I have a question for Jake and Jessica. Yeah. Um, I really, the big fan, I think Wally needs its own dark ride. I think we can all agree on that. how so how are you guys keeping the love story and the romance at the forefront of sort of our visual experience right because we're going through the axiom and yes there's a lot of like wally and eva stuff that happens there but like for the most part i think about the axiom i think about more of like the just traveling along tracks going to rooms and stuff so how 
Like, what techniques are you guys using to keep the romance at the forefront of everything? Yeah. You want to take this, Jess? I was thinking that, well, we were thinking, we just watched the movie to refresh ourselves on how that all worked in the movie. And you see a lot of stuff happening just outside the tracks. So we could, you could be like on your tour and then something would be happening next to you. That's Wally and Eve, like him trying to hold her hand and she runs away to go get the plant and like leaves him there. And he's, you know, sad because she didn't hold his hand or when he ends up being broken you could see that in the distance, her trying to like fix him and wanting to hold his hand and stuff like that. that so would it's also more. Be a, sorry, I was just going to say another great moment would be we look out a window and them doing that twirling yes, kind of dance. dance. In space. That was yeah. she that. was she was leading into that. It's on our notes. Brock, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Brock, Thanks, you Brock. stop yeah, mansplaining so Jessica's <laughs> pitch to her right now. <laughs> I'm just excited about good ideas. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'll forgive you one day. Yeah. So it's more in the background of what you're really experiencing, but you're going to, you know, see it happening next to you or see it happening further away than right, like in your face. So we were kind of thinking, you know, like you're on this tour of the Axiom and you hear Sigourney Weaver narrating it like she does in the movie. And you know, you're going down the track and maybe Sigourney Weaver's like, and to our left is the pool and blah, blah, blah. But we as the audience aren't watching the pool because we notice there's a big Wally animatronic right there and Wally and Eve are doing something. So we are paying attention to them, even though we're on this tour. And then we could all, that also leaves room for stuff to happen. Like Mo trying to clean up the dirt after Wally. And again, Sigourney Weaver has nothing to do with this. She's still doing her own thing, but we are watching this stuff or the malfunctioning robots that Wally sets free might break loose and kind of affect our ride somehow. Or like Wally and Eve forget to put the do not disturb sign on their hotel room door and we (laughs) walk in and whoops. (laughs) Thanks, Tanner. Probably not, but we'll keep it in mind. That's hot. Uh, I had a question for Jake and Jessica. Uh, I have a question about your ride vehicle because I really like the idea of just, you know, like a hover chair. Is that something that you think would be like trackless? And if so, would it be controllable by the rider? Like, because I know they have the little like hand swivel things that you can kind of move it around or would it be automatic? We were definitely thinking trackless. As far as controllable goes, I don't know if we really talked about we that. We did not time. talk about that, but that would be interesting if you could swivel your ride. If you had like a joystick yeah. and you could swivel it. Like obviously it would still need to follow the path. You couldn't just like have complete control <laughs> of this thing and drive it into the animatronics. Yeah, yeah. But it would be cool to be able to swivel it on your own and really look around at what you want to look at. And there could still be parts like, because I know a lot in Disney rides, they point you at something specific and like in order to make an effect happen. So maybe sometimes you they take away control temporarily, but there could be parts of the ride where you could look around. I like that idea. That's really cool, Jackie. You could get a whole 360 yeah. view of what's going on. Yeah, nice. Cool. Are there any other questions and or answers? I don't think what so. What is the meaning of life, Eric? <laughs> Sweet, let's take it to a vote before I have to answer that. (laughs) It's the part where we vote. Alrighty. The ladies are going to be kicking us off today on the vote. Ooh, yeah. I feel very special. Ladies. (laughs) You should, because you're first again. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I am. Uh, so I think that I'm going to vote for Tanner and Jackie. I really like, especially I think it's that image of the hot air balloon and the lanterns that's really getting me. I think that's just super, super fun. And I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the scenes that we could use. Cool. That leads us into Tanner and Jackie. Jackie, All right. I mean. Um, I think I really like the idea of the, I'm, I'm always a fan of dark rides, and so I like the idea of the, the Wally dark ride. Um, I like the idea that we just talked about with the chair, too. Love yeah. a good hover chair. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you can kind of cuddle up to your partner there, too. So, um, yeah, that would be my vote as Jake and Jessica. All right. Cool. Lauren. I'm going to vote for Abby's Valentine's Ball. I think that's a really cool event. There's all kinds of things you could do with that, with food and music and dancing and all kinds of fun stuff. So I'm going to vote for Abby. Right on, right on. Jessica. I really like Tanner and Jackie's. Like Abby said, the whole, you know, the lights in the sky for Tangled and all the different scenes and different things we could do. I think we can really 
elaborate on all of that and make a good ride. So is that your vote? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for the butt. <laughs> but I hate it. So. I really like Tanner and Jackie's, but I still remember that I hate Tanner. So. <laughs> I had to live with Tanner for two years, so out of spite. Got to. <laughs> Congratulations, Tanner and Jackie. Yay. You have yourselves a winner. Thank you, thank you. On a Nicely serious note, though, uh, we, I really would like to revisit some of these in the future. They were all really great. So excellent job, yeah. ladies. And I can't wait for the episode where we steal them. <laughs> we have a Tomorrowland Dark Ride episode coming up in the distant future. Maybe Wally will be coming back. I don't know. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to see the drawing that I made of the ride? Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, nice. Wow. Tanner, we might have to put that on our Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. Yeah. All right, sweet. <laughs> I am no artist, so feel free to beef it up after we finish what it looks like. Nope, gotta use the original concept art. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't getting exactly what she was talking about with the rooms, so she just started sketching it while she was talking to me about how it would work, and I was like, okay, that's more work than I've ever put into a bitch. I understood it completely, yeah. (laughs) Well, we refined it. (laughs) I I thought all of the... At first, I thought all of the... um, balloons were going to be in one room and i was like i'm not sure how this will work because <laughs> you kept talking about wanting to see stuff on all the screens i was like i think you'll just see other people <laughs> <laughs> this army army the zeppelin army Okay, congratulations, Tanner and Jackie, again. Uh, so, walk us through any more stuff. Yeah, let's start Look at with this the romantic queue, balloon Yeah, yeah, so boy. I want to talk about the queue line. Um, an idea that we had was that it would start with, like, a personality quiz for you and your partner so you could get matched with, like, what Disney couple you are most like. Um, and, oh, nice. That would come with like what, that. Like. But what happens though, like in the case of Abby and Brock, where you have Bell and and Experiment Six Two Five? You know, um, you have to break up. <laughs> they have to say incompatible and good luck. She's too good for him. They don't let you on the ride. You end up on the breakup ride. Yeah. <laughs> you they have you follow a different. They can give you. You follow no, the, they get a, on a the ride, path. but the basket tips and drops Brock out <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> Removing excess weight. <laughs> I wanted to incorporate some kind of like romantic food, like maybe like cheeses or like chocolate covered strawberries. And obviously they can't take them on the ride because that would be a hazard, but with it moving around. But I don't know if that's something that we could like serve in the queue line or if it's like a box of chocolate you get to take with you when you leave. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that to set the mood, you know. That would probably be something that they would like sell, like the little romantic picnic baskets that are, you know, yeah. like the size of a lunchbox. Oh, yeah, in there's the no gift way shop. they're doing that shit for free. <laughs> yeah. Like they could, they would maybe do it. Yeah. <laughs> for like $250. <laughs> for like three strawberries. <laughs> well, and depending on where this ride would be, it could maybe even uh, end at some sort of picnic field restaurant bar type thing i mean that would definitely be more involved and you might have to refigure the entire park around it um but i have a feeling that uh being realistic is not something you all prize on this podcast now you're thinking like a true podcaster (laughs) that's an excellent point abby where do you view this uh, attraction fitting in? Yeah. You know, that's that's one thing we actually hadn't talked about. So, any thoughts? This might be a good Fantasyland attraction. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I mean, Fantasyland maybe because you're leaning so much on the princesses. And we have ideas yeah. we'll get to later for, like, other properties. But I think ending at Cinderella's Castle kind of cues you in that it should be in Fantasyland. I mean, I know this is a weird bit. We normally kind of stick to the U.S. parks, but I think this would work perfectly in Disneyland Paris. 
Right. Uh, they have that wide open space. Everything is fields. It's very pastoral. That would be a perfect place for that sort of picnic vibe. Mm-hmm. And you could see, like, the building might have, like, hot air balloon aesthetics that you could see from a long way away. But in America, yeah, I agree that Fantasyland would be the perfect place. Right. So we'll do cool. it both places. Yeah. Put it in every <laughs> <Settle>. park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. Also in Detroit. <laughs> as far as getting onto the ride, um, we were picturing, you know, the these are fully immersive rooms, so they're little mini blocks. So I'm picturing, like, you know, when you walk onto the elevator for the Tower of Terror, you know, walking into a room, but it's your own personal room, so it's more intimate. Yeah. So like a row of 10 Mm -hmm. at a time. So you can load 20 people at one time in just groups. Like I mentioned in the pitch, you know, there'd be a little bridge with railing for safety um, that you could use to walk onto into the actual basket. Yeah, nice. So these baskets, how many people per basket? Two. Yeah. So no threesomes. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose if you're a family, you can ride it, but... We were pitching it the ideal way of, like, a couple riding this ride together. We would have, um, like, there would be some bigger ones. Not all of them will be bigger, but some that were bigger, so they were more, like, handicap accessible. And so I guess you could also fit, like, small children in those ones, too, if you didn't want, like, a mom and two of her kids could fit in those. I was just going to go back to, like, the little individual rooms. Like, what would that look like? So when you're walking into it, it's going to look like the basket that's just kind of in midair attached to this bridge. And it's probably like only a couple feet off the ground um, because it's not going to matter when you're looking at right, like the screens and such. But the screens would just be blank while you're getting on it. So maybe just like white walls or or there could be some okay. sort of, you know, pre-show. What if? Visuals. Yeah, I was going to say, what if instead of being blank, I, I kind of was picturing in Disney Infinity, they had like this theming that was very supposed to be like magical Disney. And it has like this pinkish like sunset sky. And it's like these beautiful green trees and forest around you. And it's very peaceful feeling. I mean, Brock and I, when we used to play Disney Infinity, I remember sometimes we would just sit on that screen and just not even play the game, just sit there and be like, this is relaxing. <laughs> I would play yes. that music from the Nutcracker. I don't remember which song it is, but it goes. And I'm kind of picturing like that orchestra music, like gently in the background. And maybe you hear like crickets chirping. That might be cool just to be playing when you board. Yeah, so it looks like you're boarding an actual hot air balloon in a nice field with some trees in the distance. It's really, yeah, I think that'd be very nice. I think it's very thematic. Yeah. I love that. We we also talked about being able to see the top of, like, the balloon as real, so a little bit of the balloon, Mm -hmm. but then it morphs into screen. Okay. And I don't think it would be safe to have real fire, but if there was, like, a digital fire but you could feel the heat... Coming from the top, I think that would be cool. Coward. So, this is that, uh, not like the most relevant question, considering it's a podcast and it's very imagination based in, in stuff, but I am curious given the ideal of a two person per ride experience, is there contingency built into this for line flow? Because that feels like that could take forever. That was my question as well. I think depending on the size of the chamber, we could kind of do what they do on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, which for those of you who don't know, uh, you go into different simulator rooms and the simulators, there's like dozens of them on big giant turntables. So actually it looks like there's only like one ride that you're going into and one room but the room turns and is replaced by another room as it goes around. So you could do something similar to that. That being said, two people per ride still seems like it give you some flow issues. I mean, I think it depends because there are some dark rides like uh, Peter Pan's Flight where you can get on with two people in a ride vehicle. Right. So I think if we just have a mass amount of those turntables, I think it would work fine. Yeah, it's just because Peter Pan's flight is just one after the other, next, next, next. And this is a room, you know, so that might... It, I, I, it works as long as we have just, like, 70 rooms. Oh, yeah, no, that's the thing, is we're just going to have to have a mass amount of these. And I think that's also part of the reason why we want to have, like, 
stuff being served in the line and also like these couple quiz games it's like a remnant of when soren was really popular they have like phone app games ours would actually work (laughs) i think would be the ways that you can do that because if you've ever tried to play that like quiz flying game that they have there now it doesn't work at all it's pointless I think also you could use a lot of what Rise of the Resistance is doing with reservation times. You know, a reservation mm-hmm. to get into the queue type of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I just wanted to make yeah. sure that we had a contingency yeah. as we built it. Yeah, um, we got plenty. The main great. one being a bunch of f***ing <laughs> rooms. <laughs> a lot of rooms. A lot of rooms. Here's one of the things I like about a lot of rooms is you can then make the building itself gigantic and like really like sell that like if it's in disneyland paris right up against these hills you can make the building so big and like paint like a blue sky onto it and like be projecting balloons like going across it and just this really giant building that holds these like 70 pods of balloon stuff. I think that's cool. That was kind of my next question actually is what does it look like from the outside? That is something we also haven't talked about a lot, um, but I think making it some sort of fantasy structure, so like a really big building, but whether that's not necessarily like a castle, but something still like fantastical that you could projection map, you know, that type of thing on, you know, balloons on it or different creatures and whatnot, just like nature. I'm not sure how I'm picturing the building, but I'm picturing above the building to be large, like, balloons that, using force perspective, look like they're going farther and farther up in the air. They get smaller, you know, and they're kind of connected to one one another with that Pandora floating island-style architecture. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love I that. I think that'd yeah. be really neat. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like that a lot, This might Brock. be too big, but maybe the building could just be a giant basket and then there could be all those balloons. <laughs> <laughs> like like a giant plate of spaghetti? Yeah, what if the building's just a yeah. giant plate of spaghetti instead? <laughs> yeah, okay, it's nice. a, here's the thing, the plate of spaghetti is art. <laughs> <laughs> and the basket is just a basket. So there is precedent. Art, uh, that the, was going to be our I can't remember pitch. the company, but the basket-making headquarters of the company that exists in Ohio was a giant basket. Uh, So there is precedent for a giant basket of a building. Yes, Brock, that was the headquarters for the Longaberger Basket Company, one of the most famous basket companies. And actually, last I heard, they wanted to turn that building into a hotel. I I love So you could actually stay in the giant basket. So that's pretty cool. I like combining the idea of the projection mapping of like like a fantasy setting with maybe balloons floating around. Mm -hmm. It's really great. One of the things that, like, when we're talking about, like, Soren, and that's the one that I have uh, perspective on, I haven't actually written. Um, Flight of Passage. Yeah, Flight of Passage. Is that um, a lot of, and the feel of the balloon specifically, a lot of things feel like they're going to be very distant, um, in that we're, like, sort of going over them and passing through them. How do we envision, like, getting close into the action? Because, uh, like, I want to be, like, in it. I want to be, like, getting hit, like you were talking about, getting hit by the snowballs. But I want to feel like I'm close enough for that to happen. I think the big thing is, like, really leaning into the fantasy whimsy of the ride. So, like, this hot air balloon can lower down and come close in for people. Closer than a normal hot air balloon would for these show scenes and then go up back into the sky for your transitions into your next one is kind of how I was picturing it. Yeah. Okay. You can do like dips and dives. I actually mm-hmm. just had an idea. I know it's a little, uh, but imagine just dipping down to maybe a scene from a uh, little mermaid. And as your basket lowers and lowers it skims the water and you feel the ocean spray coming up into mm-hmm. your face yeah oh, yeah that'd be cool that that we talked about maybe like a scene where we're surfing with like nani and david to like in the wave like comes almost over us kind of like it does in flight of passage you're kind of in the waves a little bit um but nice. yeah the same effect would work with little mermaid too yeah cool and they are yeah, the best slipping Disney on the ice with bell and beast as they're going through their snowball fight Mm-hmm. Like just feeling like the effect of like you're almost like sliding on the basket and kicking yeah. up snow before you get hit with a snowball. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know cool. if there's a way to also immerse yourself more. I can't 
was going back and forth on this with Tanner, but like an idea of maybe when you get on the ride, you get like a necklace that can glow. And so if it gets really dark, either during the lanterns or maybe in like an Atlantis type scene where, you know, they kind of have all the different glowy lights when it's really dark and you can feel like you're a part of that. But I don't know. That was just So maybe not instead of a necklace, just because that's going to cost them a ton of money and they're not going to want to do that. (laughs) uh, You could build that into the balloon, like the balloon basket itself, like the rails. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that something glowing around the perimeter of the basket could light up like in sync with whatever's happening in the scene. Oh, yeah. It's something that that you wouldn't notice there before that happens to you. So like if it's the railing of the basket, you can't tell that it's translucent Mm -hmm. until you enter into those scenes and it's like a nice little show moment. I love that. Yeah. Now I'm just really focused on how great, uh, some of the romantic scenes from Atlantis would work with this. And they're all (laughs) up on that, uh, that mountain. It's real cute. So do we want to talk about the scenes that we're going to be flying over? I mean, I guess. Flying through, not over. We're part of them. (laughs) Because I think that is, like, I think, Eric, you hit the nail on the head with that, is you don't want to just observe other people being in love. You want to be in the middle of the magic and fun that they're doing. (laughs) And, you know, maybe they'll wave to you or something. Mm -hmm. Right. Or be like, what's that? And shoot at you. (laughs) (laughs) The best moments of soaring when it was soaring over California was when it would swoop down into the action itself. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. you could see people. So I just want to make sure that that is at the forefront yes. of this experience. In fact, uh, one of the scenes we talked about that maybe is a little bit more action-packed is incorporating the Lion King. And so you're kind of following Simba and Nala as they're chasing through oh, the yeah, wood. you're following like, the stampede as it's about to kill. <laughs> no, 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 no. The height of romance. Go away, Eric. You are a poacher. Yeah, you can blame your, your boyfriend for that. You are a poacher hunting the lions. <laughs> From the sky because they've adapted to you, you coming from the ground. You are responsible. Yeah, it's a gamified ride where you have to shoot the people in love. <laughs> no. But. So, the Lion King, not the stampede scene. Not the stampede scene. So we see them running, like, kind of chasing, like, tackling each other, you know, in a friendly, you know, flirty way. And in the distance. And as you get closer, you're right above them. So I like the idea of, like, a screen that's, you know, there's a screen below you, too. So you just look down, and they're right there below you, and you're hovering above them. Yeah. Oh, that just, so, sorry to jump in, but, like, given, like, what we're constructing with the basket itself now, I love the idea of, like, so you get into the balloon, the basket before is opaque, you can't see through mm-hmm. it and then as you enter the ride like it uh becomes like a two like a see-through mirror so you can see down into the basket into below yeah. oh nice yeah another little like f- fun surprise i like that too <laughs> yeah i like that a lot that's fun and yeah so like brock i believe that was brock singing we would <laughs> yes, have like melodies of all of these songs going as we're going through the scene yeah <laughs> so would- you would be feeling the love tonight it would be the related song in like a melody format, seamlessly like going from one to the other. Yep. So, what are the scenes that you guys have mapped out now? So we had Lion King, and then a whole new world. You know, when you're flying through Egypt, you maybe see the nose fall. Uh, that kind of cool scene there, and kind of going over the castle that is in Aladdin. I don't know if there's a different mm-hmm. name for that, but yeah. <laughs> um, Palace. The palace, yes, thank you. <laughs> we also had, you know, obviously the the lanterns, uh, maybe more toward the end because that's kind of a highly anticipated, you know, being among mm-hmm. the lanterns from Rapunzel. Yeah, and that would actually work because that scene takes place at night, so we're loading on the hot air balloon, and Jake said yeah. it kind of looks like a sunset sky, so it can literally go like through the sunset, which is a great romantic moment, and then into mm-hmm. nighttime. Yeah, and another nighttime one that we had as well was flying over China, seeing the fireworks at the end of Mulan, you know, all the fireworks that explode there and kind of flying among them before getting back to the castle. Another night one would be like Tiana and Naveen, and maybe you can get some Evangeline up there. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Then we could dive into the underworld as Hercules <laughs> is rescuing Meg from the River Styx. <laughs> you know? That, or not. I don't know how high air balloon <laughs> would get there, <laughs> but... <laughs> it didn't land. What time does the Hades nightclub close, Eric? I, I mean, to be fair, that was like the Hercules yes. ride I pitched. 
but we also had Eric will like this one a lot. Lady and the Tramp, their wonderful dinner. Oh, that's yes. fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going through like the alley there. Yeah. And that's another, you're right in the middle of the action, going through buildings and alleyways. <laughs> the basket is actually made of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and you're riding it on the current of love into a dog's mouth. That's right. And this ride actually also connects with Space Mountain, but now you're in, an, in a basket instead of on an actual roller coaster thing <laughs> as you go through the Space Mountain track. <laughs> Yeah, but before, also before, you know, the night, we talked about the Beauty and the Beast one, you know, in the snow. So changing the, the, the temperature and the seasons and stuff um, was something that I thought would be really cool, too. Um, with Especially the snowball fight we talked about, where if it shakes the basket a little bit, more making you feel like you're right there. One I thought of, too, um, I know this is kind of more of a boring movie, but maybe the colors of the wind scene from Pocahontas. Oh, that yeah. could be cool from a hot air balloon, like with the wind and everything when she's up on the hill. Yeah, no, that would be really fun and yeah, pretty. Yeah, like that a lot. You can kind of roll down the hill because I know at one point they like roll down the hill. You can kind of go with them. Yeah. And you can get that moment where uh, John Smith just like leaps like a gazelle. <laughs> uh, that I've seen in a lot of memes, and he really goes yeah. for it. You, know, you got to give him credit for that. <laughs> no, I, that would be so beautiful though, with all the like leaves flying around you too. That would be really cool. Yeah. And that um, color palette kind of matches what Jake was talking about earlier with that nice pastoral sunset from Disney Infinity. So that yeah. could maybe go closer to the beginning, too. Yeah. 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 I love how we're talking about a defunct Toys to Life video game <laughs> as a uh, premise for this ride. <laughs> well, it also gives us like a nice in through like a seasonal thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we have something that's going on in the autumn that takes us into winter with Beauty and the Beast, that takes us into spring with Tangled and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of traverse seasonally through, like, a love story, too, right? Cause, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, you think of, like, yeah, like, love stories are usually, like, winter into spring kind of things, and uh, so that gives us a nice a nice track there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure, man. <laughs> I also like the idea of, um, you know, talked about a little bit more getting into the action with uh, Simba and Nala running. But if you were um, maybe flying through the jungle with like Tarzan and Jane on vines next to you as you're kind of going kind of faster paced. Yeah, I like that. That's fun. From the end of the movie where they're both like riding the vines and like, (laughs) Yeah, 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 that'd be really cool. I would love it if this the ride gave us a feeling like everything was in its own connected world. Yeah, yeah. agreed. So like, Very smooth. You're mm-hmm. in the yeah. You're in the African Simanala, and then you're literally just like floating into a forest that's next. Yeah, right there. Yeah. That's the right. thing yeah. that I really dislike about the uh, soaring over the world is every cut from every scene is so obvious. It's like, yeah. oh, and yeah. here's a firework, and suddenly we're in a different country at a different time <laughs> of the day. Like, yeah. it, it's so disjointed. You know, yeah. I think both with the time of day and the seasons, and then, you know, geographically, I do think the best way to go and what we've talked about so far would be kind of that smooth transition between yeah. them. Yeah. Ideally, there 100%. would be a lot less, you know, cut. The scenes, it all just flow from one place to another. Yeah. I was just going to say another scene I thought of. This one might be a little out of the box because there wouldn't necessarily be people. But what if we flew over Paradise Falls and we can see all of Carl's stuff that he left at Paradise Falls and we can see the two chairs sitting next to each other? Carl and Ellie's chairs. I love that. Yeah, I think it's important to get up in there with the balloon aesthetic. (laughs) I actually had an idea that like at one point, you're you're in on the hot air balloon and you're flying and then the house is right there and they're both just sitting on the porch but that would maybe give the idea that like they're dead and <laughs> and like are you dead too now so i didn't want I, to yeah like... but i think it's really cute though <laughs> yeah but i think the two chairs is very symbolic yeah. and that would be a really beautiful one to do that's a good idea jake oh yeah um if we're ever in like once it gets to a star starry sky we could definitely see, and it's nighttime, we could definitely see Wally and Eve do that little dance right past us. Yeah. Yeah, I like this a lot. I think it would be a fun ride so far. Yeah. I do, too. I, I think it would be sweet. I think taking that Soren model and just, like, making it into Disney IP is what that needs to be anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to be a more successful ride experience. So 
connecting it to love stories is a very smooth end to that. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, this could be, you know, finagled into like a layover for Soren. But what I like that you guys did is you kind of perfected the screen ride. This is something that I think that they could do. And it takes the concept of Soren where you're staring at a wall. And then it takes the concept that that molded into with Millennium Falcon where you're in a room looking out on all directions. And now... All everything that you see all around you is part of the projection, and I think that's incredible, and I think it's something Disney could do. Yeah, you know, it's kind of that VR experience without goggles or a headpiece, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because yeah. on Flight of Passage, they give you, like, goggles to try and block out the people next to you, but it doesn't really help. Yeah. So <laughs> if you just look, turn your head a little bit, you see the whole row of people. So <laughs> I think that this is definitely very more, a lot more immersive and also intimate too. And as a glasses wearer, I like immersive <laughs> rides where you don't have to wear special goggles or glasses. And I know there's Preach. a couple of people on this podcast who feel that way too. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, uh, does everyone feel good about what we have so far? I can list out the properties that we've kind of included. I've been writing them down in no particular order. We've got scenes from Atlantis, Wally, Pocahontas, Beauty and the Beast, Tangled, Aladdin, The Lion King, Mulan, Princess and the Frog, Lady and the Tramp, Tarzan, and Up. And I think just through a nice, flowing, smooth transition like we've been talking about, uh, I think all of that is pretty great for a nice, ride. Nice, yeah. Takes yeah, us all over the world. I like it. It's a really nice scope. And I think you can incorporate, you know, the, the OG vanilla ones like Snow White and Cinderella in there and their men, yeah. you know, at the end when they're <laughs> all like waving up at yeah. you. I was yeah. thinking like a little like Snow White, like going through the forest with the animals and something <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's some of these characters that could be kind of relegated to just like through the transitions, you know, right. where they're just like going by or we see them briefly rather than having a whole ride scene. And then one thing at the end that I really liked that Abby pointed out when, when pitching the ball was I would love it if we could kind of like steal that idea of them all being in their like reds and pinks and white outfits for that celebration almost at the end where everyone is in front of the castle welcoming us back when we land because I thought that was really unique and cool and I didn't think about how kind of most of them do and the ones who don't you could find something. So I know there's not like a ton of LGBT representation in Disney IP. The one that jumps out to me is the short they put on Disney Plus called Out, um, which is really beautiful. I think it's important if we're building a ride like this, at least in that final scene where we're showing like a bunch of couples in front of the um, castle and stuff to get as to get those couples in there as well because this is very hetero and that's yeah. fine like <laughs> Disney well, we has a very hetero <laughs> history but like <laughs> if, what doing what we can I just I'm gonna be that guy and say that that's something that I would want as part of it yeah but I agree with you Eric we should try to get representation where we can <laughs> in the so yeah. really highlighting the few opportunities that Disney has we yeah. should put in this ride. Yeah, and I'm not saying like main showcase pieces or anything like that, but as we're going through the the love like couples like Mickey and Minnie and Snow White and all them at the end, like make yeah. sure that we use what is available to us. Um, exactly. That, I think it's a great ride. Yeah. I think this is a really solid. Yeah, absolutely. I think if obviously it's never getting built and we're sad about that. Yeah. Yes. The main workaround <laughs> The only obstacle I see in terms of its actual construction is the line flow, and I think that that is a solvable one. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is a really, really strong idea and flush out, and I, I like it a lot. Wait, I did have a question. I, I don't know if this is too late to ask this, but yes, yes. are people sitting or standing? <laughs> oh, I'm actually glad you asked because uh, I was waiting for something like that to come up and it didn't. But um, it's it'd be an option. So my thought is they're foldable down, like foldable seats. So if you wanted to sit, you could choose to do so. If someone doesn't feel as like strong on their feet, or if there's small children or whatever, um, you could choose to sit or stand. With the maybe bigger handicapped ones having like built-in chairs that are more secure, but I thought of the option. How do you keep little kids from crawling out? Cattle prod. <laughs> I think we could probably do like yeah. a mesh um, around the basket that leads up to the ceiling, so that way there's no actual exit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or like some sort of like belt that snaps into place that's attached to the basket. You know? And also maybe a height requirement uh, for the standing option. Yeah. Because I'd like you to be able yeah, to like put your hand fair. out a little bit, you know, like not feel like it's yeah. So if you're a tiny one, you can just get locked in there. <laughs> Outstanding. I still say cattle prod. All right. Nice. Cool. Brock said How it's do you cool. feel about it, Jackie? <laughs> I feel good. I, I wish I could ride it because when we were thinking <laughs> of it, I was just thinking of everything that I wanted in a screen ride, like for it to be fully immersive. And yeah, I think we accomplished that. Nice. Cool. Really cool. Good job. All right. So nicely done, everybody. Yay. Next up, we have the lightning round. It's the lightning round. Kapow! Boom! Lightning I round. I love the lightning round. It's my favorite part of the podcast. Tanner told me there wasn't going to be a lightning round. I was really upset. The thing is, you right now, you all think you want to do the lightning round. But in reality, you won't after you do a lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it. I always like hear the idea and then I pause it and I make up my own before I listen to your guys. <laughs> You're the best kind of nerd, Lauren. Thank you. The Wheel of Lightning has chosen a River Rapids ride themed on Winnie the Pooh. All right. So first up in our lightning round, we have Lauren. Okay, let's do it. So the river is made of honey. That's as far as I got, so I'm going to make it up as I go. You're Winnie the Pooh, I guess, on a big uh, a honey pot, and you're riding down a river. I don't know how you make the river look like honey, but you just got to trust that it is, and there's all kinds of, of Winnie the Pooh friends like encouraging you, and you're racing. You're racing Tigger. You and Tigger are in a, a honey race. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as easy as a honey race. <laughs> Honey race sounds like a Valentine's Day thing, huh? I'm proud of it. <laughs> okay. Next up, we have Jackie. Okay. So my idea is that you get onto a seemingly normal uh, ride on, on the river in the woods, and as you start to go down, the poo characters come out, and they say, oh, no, you're headed toward the Huffalumps. You need to stop. And so that creates a sense of panic in us, and we start spinning <laughs> around, and they're you know, yelling at us, telling us we're about to go into the Heffalump cave. Um, and as we get toward the end of the ride, you know, we do go through the spirals of a Heffalump cave, and it's really psychedelic and scary, and there's elephants all over the place. But then we come out, and it's fine, and they say, oh, you may it yay nice <laughs> nice working the heffalumps in and psychedelic i'm all for psychedelic rides than my honey pot race but that's okay i don't know i like the race i like the competition element a lot uh abby all right, so you're Christopher Robin, and you've decided that you're going to make a paper boat. So everyone knows how to make a paper boat, right? And he has a little red sail, and it's very cute. Um, and you're riding his little paper boat through a river in the 100-acre woods, and all of his friends are cheering him on because they're really impressed by his little paper boat. Um, and Winnie the Pooh is there, and Kanga, and Rue, and Piglet, and Tigger, and all of the other Winnie the Pooh characters, because those are the only ones I remember the names of. I like how you took the Brock approach and just started listing characters. <laughs> yes. But is Rabbit there? <laughs> I Somehow, and I didn't know this was a thing... Abby somehow set the record for saying the phrase little paper boat the most times in 30 seconds. I didn't know that was a record before today. Thanks, babe. All right, Jessica. So we're going to be, we're going to get on this boat with all the um, Winnie the Pooh friends and everyone's going to be there and Eeyore's going to fall off and we have to go down the river and try to save Eeyore as he's floating down the river in front of us. And so we're all <laughs> freaking out because Eeyore is floating down the river like he does. He just floats down the river and has to be saved all the time. All right. And that's it. Oh, my God. That's, that's such an integral part of his character. <laughs> and Eeyore says, no, just leave me to die finally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and yeah, you have to make the choice at the end. Do you leave him to die or do you save him? And that's like the hook. Take me out of this cruel world that is my misery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Really solid lightning round. Yeah, great job, ladies. I was just reminding the uh, listeners at home that they can vote on those on our Twitter account. Yes, they can. Excellent selections all around. Woo! And I think we have ourselves a Valentine's episode. Thanks, yeah. guys, for joining. You're welcome. Woo. That was a ton of yeah, fun. Yeah, nicely done, everybody. Thanks yeah. for oh, having wait. us. What's that? Oh, my gosh. Cupid's shooting his arrow. What does it say on the side of the arrow? Oh, why, that's our Instagram, Jackie. Our Instagram, main underscore street underscore musings. Oh, wow, you're doing great. Oh, my gosh. I'm feeling so in love, so in love with our Facebook, Jake. I mean, Jessica. (laughs) We're starting to look like one another. Oh, God. (laughs) Facebook.com slash main street musings. There we go. (laughs) And, aw, Thanks for sending me this Valentine. What does that say on the inside of it, Lauren? I, I I think it's our Twitter. At MSM underscore podcast. And I'm Abby. <laughs> Make sure to give us a five-star review. Rate, review us, tell your friends. We love you, you all. Stars. We love you guys. Bye. We love you. Tell someone you love Happy them Valentine's today. Join us next week for our Breakup Rides episode. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we have half of our listener base already on the episode, so it's only going to be new to like three people. Hi, Robin. <laughs> <laughs>